Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Bing, bada, bing, bada, bong, bada, bong. Oh Anything my God. happening nice in your life at the moment? I can't believe we've got a theme song now. That's such a great theme song. I'm really <laughs> no. excited. Right, I'm back. so pregnant. I'm like the most pregnant that anyone can be. Not for long, Claire, because by the time this goes out, spoiler alert, we'll have another baby. We'll have a little baby. Should we a say little, whether the baby's a boy baby. or a girl? Yeah, we have a little know. girl baby. Yeah, that's right, a little girl baby. A little girl baby into the world. That's right. Yes. So anyway, in case you have never listened to the show before, I'm Claire. Yes. That son of a bee over there is James. What? We You're are calling married. my mum a bitch? No, never. I love you. You just said mom. son of a bitch. Oh, no, I said son of a bee. My mum is not a bee. I called her a bumblebee. Oh. And I love bees. They flitter about. That's true. Zzz, buzzing around, buzzing into other people's business. Oh, it's a bit like dog. my mum, huh? Is this what's happening oh, here? God, no, I didn't How mean dare that. You. However, did you know our dog, podcast dog, does yes. like to eat bees? Yeah, she stalks anything, them anything in the garden. About. Yeah. She stalks them. I feel it's bad because I feel like the bee populations are in serious trouble at the moment because, you know, the world's coming to an end. Get faster, anyway. bees. Uh, people might be able to hear the rain because I've got the door open in here. Um, should I close that? Probably. All right, I'll close it. All right. Ow! Nothing but professionalism. We had the door open and now he's closing it. Oh, that is quieter. You could hear the pitter-patter of the rain. That's right. And the pitter-patter of tiny feet soon, Claire. Soon, like tomorrow. Ah. Oh, my God. Anyway, if you haven't listened to the show before, we are married. We recommend you stuff to watch, read and listen to. And never has there been a better time to watch, read and listen to stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's not inaccurate. That's what we're doing at home. That's right. Uh, would you like me to kick things off this week? Yes, kick away. This show not is not me act- personally. Just, oh, I would just never. Me. I'm a gentle giant. <laughs> I'm a gentle, slightly smaller than average man. Uh, so this you is are called, definitely an average man. Uh, this is called. <laughs> the show that I want to talk about is on Stan Australia. Stan. I don't know where it is in other parts of the world, but. Uh, this is where it is here. It's and called- you can use a VPN, ExpressVPN, if you want to support the show. We're not getting paid for this episode. Yeah, I don't I know, endorse I anything want, I unless like I get money for it. it. Yeah, you can do that anyway, you but you can yeah. watch Stan using yes. ExpressVPN. But it's called Normal People. And the series is based on a book by Irish author Sally Rooney. Uh, she came into prominence a couple of years ago with, a, with her debut novel and then this follow-up on Normal People, which again was turned into this 12-episode series. Correct. I think I might even talk about Normal People on this very episode. I'm going to, after seeing this, on this I'm, show. I'm going to read some of her books, hopefully. Did you guys will hear that because he never reads any books. I read books. What books? You read picture books. I recently read the novelization of Shadows of the Empire for my <laughs> Shadows of the Empire retrospective <laughs> that came out many months ago. That's what I mean. But anyway, you should read Normal People. I will. So the series follows Marianne and Connell. They're Irish high school students at the tail end of secondary school and then into their university years. And the idea behind these characters is he's kind and shy and he's in a cool group. He's also a massive coward and she's considered abrasive but also highly intelligent. And they start up this relationship because she's perceived a certain way and doesn't have friends and, like I said, people don't really like her. He wants to kind of keep this quiet. She's really happy and really in love with him and quite open about how she feels about him 
and he clearly feels about her the same way but has trouble expressing that publicly and that's kind of how things kick off which is crazy because they're also both good looking people but you know you gotta you gotta take that uh you know you gotta plan it you know put that aside in the book though they play it that she's quite abrasive and odd and she's a loner and she definitely comes across that way yeah but she's not the kind of person who were dating people wouldn't be like what are you doing with her you'd be like yeah of course yeah and and there's also she has a very difficult family yes which is kind of part of it as well because it's a small town they grow up in and they yeah so she start they start with this relationship Again, he wants to keep it quiet. And we, again, I always feel like I always say this without spoiling and like it deals with, you know, sex and high school relationships and Ooh. mental health and class divide and family. It's um, it's quite bleak in parts and quite kind of – it, it ca- captures that feeling of being in high school and like heartbreak and that kind of thing and the misunderstanding and also the choices you make as a teenager which you wouldn't make as an adult because, you know, when you are a kid – you know, you kind of, there's people that you like, but then you're like, can I talk to this person? Because I know other people hate this person and I don't want to be, and they're the target. And then if I associate with them, then will I become a target? It's this whole thing. Yeah, because you know it's I mean? a dog eat dog world being a teenager. Absolutely it is. It sucks. And then when you're an adult, you're just like, fuck everyone. Who cares? You're like, you, you and like. And you but, retreat into your house and yeah. never talk to anybody. And it's not, and it's not to say that, you know, the hit that him doing that is wrong. It's just the kind of person that you are at a certain age, you know? Yeah, and, totally. And it kind of comes with the the regret that he does from 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 those actions comes yeah. along with the series. That feeling of that, like, and I, I can't wait to watch the series. I haven't watched it yet because mm. I loved the book. And I sometimes when I know what's coming in a show, I kind of go, oh, I already know this story, even though yeah. I know if TV adaptation is often quite different. Yeah. But I just wanted to go touch on very briefly that feeling of being a teenager yeah. and – Trying to find it, fit in, trying to find your place, being on the outside. Grace Petrie, that is a singer songwriter that I love, and she has a song called Black Tie. Mm. And I just think it encapsulates that exact feeling. And she sort of sings about um, writing a letter to her year 11 self in her year 11 hell, right, that yeah. everything's going to be okay. I just, I don't know, I, I, I just love that song. And I just think it, you know, if you knew at 17 when everything is horribly hard and difficult mm. that actually you would find your place and you would be this person that, you know, found friends that, you know, were actually right up your street and loved yeah. you for who you are and, for, you know, her, for her it was also about coming to terms with her sexuality and sure. um, kind of thing as well and that's why it's called Black Tie because yeah. she is going to a formal and anyway. I don't know. I know this is veering off track, but what no, all I'm trying to say is I think I, I just I remember that feeling so well. Yeah. And, and I think this deals with that kind it of. really well. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's also because the author, she's, she's, quite, she's quite young. Well, she's, not, she's like 29, so she's yeah. not like. She also young. has another book, Conversations with Friends. Yes, that's the first. That's her day. Yeah, which novel. I think is yeah. actually better than normal Okay, people. cool. Maybe they'll make that into a series as well, but maybe they already have. But no, I I think I'm, I'm I really like it. I think it's really great, and um, it is, it's not like a very uplifting kind of roller coaster of a show, you know. As we often talk about, you know, with things, it's like it's low stakes and it's personal relationships and things like that. And I I just I love it. I think it's really great, and it's really well crafted, and it's really well acted, and it's, mm. it's just terrific. Yeah. yeah, it looks really. It's on my list of things. Well, it's funny because I, I maybe I just recognised it from when you talked about it. Um, but I saw it and I didn't really think anything of it, and I just kind of put it on while I was editing. And initially, I'm like, oh yeah, it's like high school or whatever. And then I was really because it, it follows like, their lives as they go to university. Yes, it does. And, yeah, and that's and kind of, kind of their where relationship. I'm currently at. So I'm not. I'm still got a little bit to finish it, but yeah. I'm actually. I'm. Really, really wanna, invested. I'm really looking forward to getting back to it. Yeah, it's it's um 
Yeah, the book's really It's ruining great my editing. That's how good it is. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yeah. It must be brilliant. Yeah. Well, that kind of ties into sort of because the, the character in that, the female tar- protagonist, and I'm, her name I can't remember because baby brain because the baby's literally kicking me. Uh, her name is, hang on, I just had that open. I, it, well, uh, sorry, Ma- Marianne. Marianne, yes. So Marianne's character is obviously she's very, very intelligent, but she's quite difficult and driven and complex. I wouldn't even say difficult. I think she's just kind of like that's the way that people see her, but people don't treat her well and that's not an excuse to like be terrible, but the way they talk to her and the way that she reacts I feel like is quite justified and she's in an environment that's not – suited to the kind of person she is at the age that she is yeah the things that she's interested in but i think also that's part of but i think he's also like that in a but in a different way like he's put on this facade because he is also highly intelligent and well read but he's pushed a lot of that aside to fit in which i think is a really common experience oh yeah definitely yeah and something i didn't understand i've because i Wear my heart on my little bloody sleeve, mate. Mm. And I've re- I really struggled in high school for that reason because I didn't really understand that everyone was pretending to be someone they were not. And I didn't struggle because I was the coolest <laughs> kid in school. No, I definitely kind you of like ghosted. you push stuff aside and you kind of you yeah know, you, yeah. Where I didn't get that, I didn't get everyone was kind of in on this thing where everyone's just like wearing the right type of shoes and pretending to be people they're not for whatever reason to fit in or yeah, to totally. like go to the right parties. And so I was just always like walking around, stepping on everybody's toes and being like To be difficult. fair though, a lot of people in your year level are absolute fucking drop Well, kicks. I don't know. No, I don't think that's true. I think I just didn't get the rules of being a teenager and I was really bad <laughs> and like I don't think that's a bad said, thing. said what I thought but then also was really awkward and shy and had terrible haircuts and yeah. anyway, all the things I just hated being a teenager. So – Anyway, what I was going to say, coming back to that whole idea of her being difficult, and I agree that maybe yep. she's not difficult, but I also think sometimes women who are highly intelligent and say what they think are labelled as difficult. Not that they are, just that that's the kind of feedback they get. And I, uh, my sister sent me this really interesting article called Someday My Prince Will Leave Me For Someone More Low Key. Um, it's from the New York <laughs> Times and it's an article. Oh, my God. This is like this is like an insight into my mind, I know, Claire. <laughs> yeah, I know. He is. He's going to find someone more low key than me, guys. Who's more low key than you, Claire? <laughs> Nobody. I'm so relaxed. Yeah. I made you paint my toes last week. <laughs> Live. Um, it, this is written by Alexis Soloski and it's just a really funny, clever article looking at the trope of um, the difficult woman in romantic comedies that gets left for the like Meg Ryan-esque character who's like low key more easygoing and kind of bumbly and like falls yeah. over and you stuff because she's like trying to plan a wedding and he's like daydreaming and she's like hey yeah he's like i was thinking about another girl or whatever yeah and but part of him is also like maybe you should <laughs> maybe you should help yeah exactly way. and often in these kind of movies the that female character um who's kind of i guess the obstacle to the lovebirds falling in sure. love is often highly driven, really successful in their chosen career. Often they like are a curator of a gallery or something. And so they're often very busy. Like there's um, a character like that, um, Tom Hanks's fiance in You've Got Mail is like that. Yeah. And when he ends up with um, Meg Ryan's character. Megary Ryan. There's the character of Ducky from um, Four Weddings and a Funeral who is in love with Hugh Grant's character. Oh, yeah. But it's like unfulfilled and he ends up falling in love with like very flighty Carrie. Like yeah. um, and, yeah, I know. So there's – and they're all written by men, obviously. They're kind of this trope of the idea. Hey, not idea. all men, Claire. Come on. No, but, but those not characters are written by men. <laughs> 
Anyway, but, you know, so it's always this idea that, like, the really highly intelligent sort of woman who demands a lot from her man is not the one that gets the prince in the end. Anyway, Good. it's just a tro- it's a, it is a trope. But they within the article, she looks at a lot of different films, and one of them is Overboard with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh, you watched that the other night. I did watch yeah. it, and it's on. I think it's on Netflix or maybe on. Stan. It depends where you are in the world. It does. Who yeah. knows? But you could definitely get it. It's really old. It's yeah. from what, like the eighties, maybe. Mm. But it's, it is from the eighties. <laughs> it's such a fun watch, and even though there, are, it's very problematic in areas. And Goldie Hawn's character is like a very ostensibly rich, difficult woman, and then she gets a brain injury yes. and becomes this like nice woman, and suddenly Kurt Russell falls in love with her. And she looks after his children. Yeah, that's he tricks her. Kind of, that's kind of like he kind of kidnaps her. It's very problematic. However, it's super fun and Goldie Horn is hysterical in they're it. They're a great and team has, and they're yeah, still they're married, chem- I believe. Yeah, they've got great chemistry yeah. in it um, and it's just quite funny and fun. And I just really enjoyed it. Actually, the grandpa from Gilmore Girls is in it too. Oh, really? I don't know what his actor's name is, but his name's Richard. He's in, dead in real life, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. Anyway, but he's in it as her husband. It's just great. So I would recommend reading that article from the New York Times and then going and watching Overboard. And also, there's on also a remake, note, but it's a gender switch or something. Ooh, I yeah. see. Well, I don't know. I can't recommend that one. I haven't watched it. But anyway, well, it's a I fun am. old time, and I am just loving going into those like those kind of eighties and nineties movies, like the rom coms. Bloody love yeah, it. Right? Yeah. I love it. All right, so that's my recommendation. Yes. Woohoo. Do you have another one over uh, there? No, wasn't that my recommendation? Oh, no. No. Oh, you well, your recommended... article was your actual recommendation? Yeah, and Overboard with Kurt Russell. What are the chances of those on? tying into the thing that I said? I ha- Yeah, I know. I have got another one, though, if you'd okay. like me to No, no, no I'm happy to go. Or you can go, whatever. All right. What ifs, mate? What ifs, mate? What ifs, mate? Fine, I'll go. I'm, I'm easy going. You're not easy mind. going. You're high whatever. maintenance. Whatever you want to do, mate. The other trope that I know you hate is often the women are also a little quirky and I they're also very that. free. Yeah. You know, that's like the sister that pops up in Love Actually. Yeah. And also like you're not a in, real person. Um, about time. Yeah. Yeah, but the, a lot of the women in those type of rom-coms are they're kind of like a bit a very effervescent Emily kind of flighty and, and like, free and yeah. quirky and yeah, that and and they like kind of sweep up the men into their like you know, love of life and zest for living and they don't get bogged down in little yeah. things like planning guest David, lists for the um, wedding. <laughs> what's his name? Does that song Life? What's it called? Oh, David O'Doherty. David O'Doherty does a song called Life and he talks about what it would really be like. Maybe Collins can play a song at the end. But uh, he talks about what it would be like to date Amelie from the movie Amelie. And it's like <laughs> you just want to pay the internet bill and she, like, did you play the internet bill Amelie? And she's like, no, I folded it into a little paper boat and I put it on a river. <laughs> and it's like, fucking Jesus, Amelie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like she buys a fucking cow. Fucking Jesus. I can't yeah, it's it, so yeah. funny. That is actually one of my favourite songs. I love that song so much because it sums such up a, yeah, everything. so much of everything. Yeah, and I just if love... If you're broken, yeah. <laughs> you probably won't like it. <laughs> if you are finding life to be super hard. Yeah. Yeah, actually, well, on that note, can I share with you my Yeah, yeah go for it. All right, so I don't know if anyone else out there is finding life particularly difficult at the moment. No, I think everyone's cruising. I love that. Yeah, it is bloody hard and for mm. lots of lots of different reasons. For extroverts, let me just say, this is a bloody nightmare being at home all the time, never being able to see anyone. And Zoom just doesn't cut it for me. Anyway, that's obviously there are lots of things going on for people um, health-wise and work-wise and money-wise and kids-wise and sure. family-wise and, you know, the list goes on. Anyway. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I follow someone who cheers me up a lot and her name is Marion Keys. She's an author, um, an Irish author, a best-selling, my goodness, amazing. Her books are brilliant, but... She's just really funny. She's a really, really funny woman. She's had a lot of her own mental health issues, which she's overcome by learning how to cook. And she also went through a phase where she was like restoring old furniture, but she's just very funny. And I think sometimes when people have been through really dark periods in their life, she struggled with alcoholism as well. You come out the other side and you just have to laugh at yourself and um, sh- and they have a way of kind of writing about life in a beautiful way. Right. And she posted this poem today. Yes, James, I'm going to make you listen to a poem. Great. Great. Are you ready? Yes. It's a really nice poem. It's really good. It's touching. If you think I want to be moved by this in any way, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> it's by a kind Irish philosopher called John O'Donoghue. And I sort of fell down a rabbit hole of his work as well after I read this from Marion Keys. My goodness. And he's gorgeous. He's also passed away in a sense, but his poetry is beautiful. On the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble, may the clay dance to balance you. When the canvas frays in the curar of thought and a stain of ocean blackens beneath you, May there come across the waters a path of yellow moonlight to bring you safely home. May the nourishment of the earth be yours. May the clarity of light be yours. May the fluency of the ocean be yours. May the protection of the ancestors be yours. And so may a slow wind work these words of love around you, an invisible cloak to mind your life. Wow. Very moving. Uh, You're so annoying. No, I'm very moving. It's beautiful. He's um he's Celtic, and so a lot of his poetry is really connected in with the land and the world, and it's beautiful. I don't know. I find it weirdly comforting. I actually have happened to have something open in front of me, which ties into what you're talking about. No, I follow. No, it does. I follow this Reddit account called "Am I the Asshole?" Uh, it's a Twitter <laughs> account, sorry, and they basically post people who like say a thing, and they're like, "I like this confrontation happened, but am I actually in the wrong here?" And this one is, um, am I the arsehole for uh, being annoyed by my girlfriend's zest for life? And so he's saying things like, yesterday I went for a hike and she was constantly admiring nature. Like the grass has reached an impressive height. Look at these baby ducks. Nature is healing my soul. Look at this panorama. Breathtaking. And he's like, oh, obviously she's having a great time of it. She's having the time of her life. I get it. But like, they're just ducks and hills and I don't care. And I'm tired of looking at everything like five times a day. Oh, that's really funny. That is the difference between me and you. That right there in a nutshell is the difference. Yeah, you're not like, look at these. Like if I saw baby ducks, like I'm there for it, man. Don't I cried. Me. Last time I saw baby ducks in the park, to I be fair, I was pregnant. I cried. No, I think I do admire, I, I, I like nature. Nah, I, nah, nah. You're a real nah. piece of crap. You, you know? do that, not in the same way that I do. I have to literally go out in nature every day or I get sad. I sometimes just sit and look at the sky for like half an hour. I do nothing else. I just watch the clouds you roll also, by. I, I look at the birds. I admire them every day. I look at my garden and I potter around. The only thing that you do in the garden is swear and, and like yell at the lawnmower. I don't yell at the lawnmower. I've never love seen you once wandering into our garden to admire you don't know what my plants. I sit out there and this our, our studio space like opens up to the garden. I like it out here. 
It's good. No, and, and you like it in the studio with your television. With the doors open and the sun beaming in. Are you Claire? serious? You used to work next to our vacuum cleaner in a spare bedroom. The only reason you Because I had it, to. You know, the only reason you work in this studio is because I designed it so that it would open to the garden. You designed it. You're a real piece of work. You come in here with <laughs> And I love it, but you just happen to, you like happen to notice I it. I love and go, how oh, you're yeah. commandeering nature and being like, okay, no, I love nature more than you. You don't get to decide how much another person likes I know how much nature. I love nature more than you i know this for another reason it's the same with food you said to me once with food you you could just have a tablet and never have to eat during the day you would do it maybe I, maybe my mum's a terrible cook got her no she's not she's a wonderful cook <laughs> no Don't say i love about your food mom. but a lot of food no, a lot of no. food like a lot of things is just like it's fuel and if food's really yeah. good that's great no but if it's not no. it's just fuel that's what i mean whereas to me every meal is a big decision that's ridiculous to be no, like every food every meal not, is a big decision i know it's a big decision but, because but i not, love it so but much. not every it's meal the same with nature. but not but not every meal is that and not everything in nature when is do breathtaking when you ever go for a, you do, you would never just go for a wander in the, your favorite time to walk is in the dark when you can't even see it's the nature it's not about seeing it's about the quietness of it exactly Claire. and the dark i <laughs> can't believe you would you would not you would much prefer to walk in the dark by yourself or with your friend mason talking <laughs> Without looking at the nature, you had never once just go for a stroll during the day. You're a ridiculous human being. I can't believe. <laughs> I am so right about this. You I are can't believe you're even arguing commandeering about this. nature. You're taking, trying to take nature away no, from I'm you just and claiming you nature not, for your own. You, you don't own nature. Is, you're not mother nature. <laughs> okay, another point. We hiked Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Ostensibly the highest mountain in Africa. Well, not ostensibly, it is. It is. And... My goodness, it was really difficult and tricky. There was a lot of nature happening. When we got to the bottom after six days of hiking and we'd like worked really hard, you said, I didn't even need to do that. I knew I could do it all along. No, you were like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. You said, were you like, were you like, were you glad that you did it? Were you like, you know, were you overwhelmed with like a sense of accomplishment? And I was like, well, look, it was one of those things that I was pretty confident that I could do it. So when I did it, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I've done it. I didn't think I could do it. I went, yeah, I did it. And I thought I could do it. And then I did do it. Yeah, exactly. You never once were like, you were like, uh, I don't know. I guess we've done it. Like you just went. You want to do it again? <laughs> no, would you do I've it done again? It. Well, not now. I'm bloody a thousand years pregnant. Yeah, but if you had the opportunity, would you do it again? Tomorrow. Would you do it again? Um, Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. I would. You absolutely would Anyway. Not. You do not love nature. Like I sometimes just stand on our veranda and breathe in <sighs> the God. air. It's a backyard in the suburbs. You're talking about it like it's this open vista. It's just a it's a, it's a garden. Yeah, no, but it's beautiful, and the and we get all these gum trees, and we get the beautiful fresh air. I just sometimes stare at my tomato plants. Well, I'm so, look. Okay. You just don't like nature the way I like it, and that's fine. Not <laughs> everyone has to like everything the no. same. You like watching Avengers shoot each other on the TV and playing old versions of James Bond. For I work. have to do that. It's for my and my caravan of garbage. I am just a much more evolved. <laughs> this is, ridiculous. This is you. ridiculous. You are being outrageous. <laughs> I am. You spend oh so God. much time indoors, probably even more than me. Are you and you serious? Come at, yes. No, no, that is absolutely, that is total bogle, <laughs> totally not true. The only reason I spend more time indoors at the moment is because I'm bloody pregnant as all hell and I can excuses, barely walk excuses. to the Excuses, excuses. If you really love nature, you'd be out there. I am out there in yeah, nature. Yeah, but if you really loved it. 
Oh my god! Anyway, my my second recommendation is for the YouTube. What time is it? Okay, we've got a bit of time. Cool. Okay, so this is a YouTube channel uh, called Pony Smasher, and we need to let this go so I can say this next thing, Claire. Uh, It's it's actually created by David Sandberg, who you might know. He's a director. He directed the movie Shazam, but he didn't start. You should watch that. It's a fun superhero movie. But he didn't start that way. A lot of his earlier work was making short horror films on YouTube. One of them's called Lights Out, which was eventually made into a feature. It's about this. It's a really spooky short film. But basically it's a woman in her house And when she turns off the lights She sees the shadow of a woman like in her hallway And when she turns the lights on The shadow's not there anymore Does that make sense? Yeah It's really good He then went on to make Annabelle Creation uh, And Shazam as mentioned But he's got this new short Because he's been quarantined Called Shadows And that's that's good in itself as well But what he does He also made like a 16, 20 minute video On all the behind behind the scenes stuff And he just made it with his wife Just in the house in quarantine And the the problems that went into making the, the like the short film because filmmaking is, is problem solving. The video is called good enough. So it's a lot of the times like you'll get to a certain point on the video and then go, this is good enough. I need to move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? You just kind of have to let it go. And he did this really interesting video also called the problem solving of uh, filmmaking. And he talks about how in Shazam, all the little things that you've got to come up with them on the way to kind of fix things. And one of them is there's a moment where the character is tr- like flying through a shopping mall. They forgot, they didn't realize, but in the background, there's just crew standing there, like crew of the film with their, like all their gear, like their filmmakers stuff, you know, cameras and whatever. And so they just CGI'd shopping bags in their hands so you couldn't see them. So it's just little things like that, like things that you don't anticipate that you've got to end up then fixing uh, kind of as you go along. And he's also got another video about the, the, the truth of test screenings and how that happens and how that affects a movie because often they are changed. Like they'll show it to an audience and go, I didn't understand that character, so they've got to go back and like change things and whatever. Anyway, it's called Pony Smasher. So he's like a professional Hollywood filmmaker, but he still does a lot of these indie things and he gives you kind of insight into how to make things in a way that you don't often get with filmmakers, you know? That's so, really interesting. Yeah, and it's also interesting because people cool. come to filmmaking from like different places now. I recently did an interview with Michael Shanks who also started on YouTube where, yeah, um, yeah, it's just interesting that there's all these different ways if you wanted to make it in. Because I know a lot of people listening to this are doing uh, like film and, and things like that and various other creative endeavours. Correct. So, yeah, there you I go. Think that sounds really interesting. It is interesting. Thank you. What's your last thing before we can all kill ourselves? <laughs> all right. Uh, my last thing was two things. One, I watched that underwater movie that you recommended with Kristen Stewart. Yeah, and you didn't really like TJ it. And TJ Miller. No. Oh, oh, this bloody pregnancy reflux. I can't even talk. I enjoyed it I th- and I actually enjoyed it because, you know, I like an underwater yeah, movie. And like I said, it's not – Amazing. No, the only problem I have is that she's in her undies for like most of the movie yes. and it seems ridiculous. But I also feel like Kristen Stewart is the kind of person if she didn't want to What, that would it. like do an action movie in her no, undies? but she's the kind of person who would be like, I'm not doing that if she didn't want to do it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying she didn't want to do it. I just think it seemed a little ridiculous that she's running from like a weird alien undersea monster, usually always in her undies. Got to do what you got to do. Anyway, yeah, so Thank you for that recommendation. Hey, happy um, to do it. My other recommendation is a book that's just come out. It's called A Bigger Picture. It's written by Malcolm Turnbull, who happens to be a former An absolute Australian. failure of a human being. No, he's not. He's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, he's alive. No, he's not at all. Why do you say that? He's a Because he botched it. He blew it. He no. had a chance to fix things and he didn't. Okay. Well, this book really details a lot of a lot about why that happened. Yeah. So he was a former Australian Prime Minister. I think he's a really charismatic, really intelligent, highly fascinating human with a humongously interesting life story. And so this is his life story. It does deal with what happened just recently. There was a leadership spill and he 
step down as leader of our Liberal Party for um, Scott Morrison, who is our current PM. Yeah. Um, but I just think his life story in general is just crazy. Like the things that he's done before getting into politics even is just diabolical. He's a brilliant writer and it's just it's a fascinating, fascinating book. So it's called A Bigger Picture and I highly recommend it. He worked with the Packers. He's been Boo. a lawyer. He did these like incredible things and he didn't come from anything and he's made his fortune and I think I have always really liked Malcolm Turnbull and even though in some ways he blew it. He blew it, but he also did manage to get marriage equality through. Yeah, under duress. He put yeah, it to a public vote because he didn't have the yeah, guts to James, put it up himself. Yeah, I know. But, James, there's a lot about that political party that is uncovered in this book that I think allows you to understand what happened to him. And I think he talks a lot about his mental health in it too and I just think it's a really fascinating read. So. Yeah. I think Bear life is always more also, complicated than also, you think. I agree, but he also wrote it. So just yeah, forgive I, me for saying like take it with a grain of salt. No, I just think I think you don't you don't need to like write people off entirely. I'm not writing off entirely, but I just think You haven't read any of the stuff. I'm not talking about right I'm not saying I'm just saying he had an opportunity to come in and do something and he sold out a lot of his values for what? He barely accomplished anything. No, well, because this was the se- his second go around the around yes, the tree as I leader remember. and the first time he tried to get things done and was ousted immediately. So with and this, this time he was ousted but just slightly later. No, later after he had accomplished things. Mm. So the problem is that the infighting within these these parties is just diabolical and the kind of power playing that's going on behind the scenes is really difficult. So anyway, I think it's really interesting and very telling. He shares a lot of really juicy secrets Ooh, juicy and secrets about the Liberal Party in Australia. That's our conservative party. So interesting. Anyway, so that book has uh, just come out, A Bigger Picture. Cool. Cool. All right. Is that the show then? That is the show. Uh, yeah. Do you have a review for us? No, I don't actually. Just kidding. I do. Uh, this has been a very explosive episode, Claire, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes, there's been a lot of arguing. Lindsay Mary says on uh, E97 says on, uh, you can just do it in app. It's so great. You just open it, fire away. Five stars if you can. Says, I have ulterior motives. That's the title of this. And it says, I rate this podcast five stars, brackets out of five. Excellent banter. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make (laughs) you believe that relationships aren't necessarily a lie. Wow. (laughs) Well, uh, love, what about not after this episode? No. Anyways, <laughs> I'm rating uh, this to see if James will share his muesli recipe. Cheers! Look, I'm, I, I'm happy to share my muesli recipe. You know, it's a, but I, I think I'm gonna, should I offer up something else? What I'm currently eating for breakfast instead? You should because you no longer eat muesli. I don't you don't believe anymore. in cereal anymore. I He's a changed man. Who I is am. he? Who even okay. is he? I'm trying to you know I'm trying to cut the carbs as much as I can. You know what I mean? So what cut I do? Cut the carbs, mate. Cut the carbs. So what I do, I get uh, 200 grams of coconut yogurt. Oh, can I just say this is disgusting? No, nah, it's really good. I, I've tried it. It's gross. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I do. It's she doesn't gross. even love nature. Okay, she guys, pretends to. <laughs> let him just tell you what's in it right. and then you be the judge. 200 grams of coconut yogurt. Uh, about depending on the size of the banana, but you could like a like a medium to smallish banana. Cut it up into slices. Don't go for your, a big banana. You don't want a whole big banana. No, no, it's too much because sometimes they're too big. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want something reasonably sized that you can manage. I like them to be on the smaller side. Oh, really? That's yeah. very interesting. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing is, so you cut that up. You probably want to start with a banana. After you've done that, 
two tablespoons of oats, rolled oats, not toasted, straight up because if they're toasted, they added sugar and a bunch of stuff to them. Right? Yeah, I want no sugar, That's mate. Right. One tablespoon of uh, shredded coconut, uh-huh. one tablespoon of sugar-free peanut butter. Yeah, there's and, no joy in this bowl. It's just so much joy in it. And then one tablespoon of honey, uh, you know, like a good brand if you if you if like preferable. And then you mix that all together and it's this delightful kind it of muesli coconut. slop. In nah, a bowl. It's, it's really good. I want people to try it. And, and also, if you don't want that particular yogurt, you could try a different yogurt. You could try like a like a Greek yogurt. You don't want to do like a flavored yogurt because often there's added sugar. But if you like a but if you can find one that doesn't have that, like it'd work with a vanilla yogurt, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, it's gross. It's not gross, it's terrific. Yuck. This is similar to that smoothie that you drank for ages that had a whole lot of coconut milk in it. That yeah, that why I, I drank that for six months and now I can never drink it again. Yeah, it's so, so gross. Yeah, come back to me in six months when I've got a new one. Uh, anyway, so thank you so much for the review. Oh, you're welcome. And also you didn't give him your muesli recipe, which actually was a good recipe. I believe it was a she. Oh, wait, Lindsay? That could be a boy or a girl, actually. Lindsay. Who knows? Well, thank you very much, Lindsay. Mm. All right. Well, I also have an email. You can email emails. the show with your recommendations. We would love you to at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. You can even email in with your reviews of James's uh, breakfast. What, what do we even call that? Breakfast. Bowl of sloppy poop. What the <laughs> hell are you talking it about over here? It does look a here. bit like that. I'm not going to lie, guys. This is from Sam Evans. Hi, Claire and James. Claims. Jer. Calamity James. Oh, I love it. I recently watched Time Trap on Netflix as it was on the top 10 for that day. And I really don't know how I feel about it. If you don't know what it is, then the general premise is Professor goes missing looking for someone. Some kids go and look for him. When I say kids, I mean literal children and maybe three young adults. Then we find out the time in the cave moves slower that time than time outside. It's basically a nothing movie where most of it is in a cave, but it hooked me. I both liked it and disliked it at the same time. Time trap, did he say? Yeah. That's the name of Michael Shanks's thing as well. I've never heard of this. Oh, no, me neither. I hope you watch and enjoy. Thank you guys for the wonderful podcast and also James. Please thank Mason for me for your more successful but just as enjoyable podcast. Also, if you actually want to watch a good movie, in my opinion, then go for Upgrade. I'm yeah, I interviewed Ha-ha. the director. You did. I hope well, no, he all also four of you stay safe. He also, Thanks, interviewed, uh, he also did Invisible Man, the new one. Ooh. Yeah. I still haven't watched that because it's a spooky time. That's great. And I'm scared I'll like scare the baby out of me. Well, it's the risk you got to take when you're watching great content. <laughs> well, I could probably do it now. She's bloody sitting on my organs. Our time trap isn't on Australian Netflix, so I'm going to have to use the old VPN. Oh, but you no can. No sponsors. All right. Uh, that's the show for this week. We Now, we might be taking a break. It just depends how everything goes. So Correct we might be back no. next week. We may very well not. It's really very much up in the air at this point. But, uh, of course, if you do have recommendations, we love them, don't we, Claire? And we love reviews and we love content. And I guess we also love each other despite our constant arguing. I love you more than nature. More than nature? Well, I love nature so much (laughs) that I love you less than nature. Why have you got your hands on you? Take that. (laughs) Just on a side note, if you're not already, uh, Sam Neill is doing amazing things on Instagram. Oh, he is. He's one of the few celebrities who's not doing Yeah. Horrible He's crap. Just a bloody legend. He's doing like what I was doing, playing music badly, but doing it better than me on a ukulele and talking to ducks, and I love it. So if you need to buck up, listen to us. And then if we're not around for a while because we're in baby land, uh, go look at Sam Neil. Oh, my goodness. On Instagram. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have been at Suggestible Pod. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all the things. Thank you, Rock Collings, for editing this show. Sorry about all the arguing this week. Nah, Rock it's Collins. not our fault. 
It's your the bloody we were, fault. The you way just way have we were to raised. accept the way you are. I accept the you way I am. You don't like food and you have no zest for life or the environment. <laughs> and I'm a better human than you. I accept that. Okay. That you're a big liar. All right, see you Whoa. next week, see maybe. You on the flip side. Goodbye. Bye. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Life. 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 Life, life. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's brilliant bits. Like when you see something you haven't seen for a while, or you get drunk unexpectedly, or you you do drunk cycling, or you read a book that's incredible, or you listen to an unbelievable podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you do an incredible show, you go to an incredible show, but very often you go back outside again, you find that someone set your bike on fire. That actually happened to me recently after a charity gig I was doing. Why would you set my fucking bike on fire? How do you even set a fucking bike on fire they must have brought petrol or lighter fluid into the city to specifically let light bikes on fire and it was raining oh Dublin somewhere over the rainbow I bet life is just exactly as hard as it is on this side of the rainbow and on that side you can't even see the bloody rainbow it's like an optical illusion caused by water meeting light at a specific angle and who knows maybe it's even more homophobic on the other side of the rainbow so let's just stay on this side and let's all of us even just for today let's just try and have a bloody nice time yeah This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.